here we go, FPL Hoof uh, episode, I honestly don't know what it is off the top of my head, 16, 17, I've lost count, much like I've lost count with all my planning for the upcoming game weeks, especially with the recent announcement of some more fixture pile-up congestion and shifting around, uh, but we're going to get to that in due course, uh, we've only got two folk here, I've got myself, and uh, Ed Ross, Ed, how you doing? Good man, good. And you're on for a bit of a stormer of a game week, as am I. What, how many points are we looking at at the moment then, with Chelsea and West Ham currently playing? Yeah, so before Chelsea played, I had 84 plus 8 coming off the bench. Um, so yeah, if Chilwell gets a goal or something, I might hit hundreds. But um, yeah, good game week as far as... Well, I don't want to go into our sort of listenership, but it's just classic FPL Twitter bollocks where like... Uh, you know, the Salah news came out. Some people swapped him out. Some I took him off vice-captain. Um, some people brought him Mane for Salah and after like 20 minutes were just like, oh, you know, I'm amazing, this sort of thing. And it's the yeah. same as the, like the KDB-Bruno thing where KDB got four points. Like, obviously, it's not a great return, but just like the amount of people on Twitter just going like, ha, 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 obviously, Bruno was the best captain. It's just like, yeah, that's why, that's why I just basically block so many people on Twitter because I just can't, can't deal with like the, the childishness and the pettiness. Like, obviously, it's like so results-orientated. Um, and I think in the end, yeah, Bruno didn't do anything in, in that game. And then similarly, yeah. you know, Salah then came on for Manning and just sort of shot all over his score. And then it's, <laughs> the funny thing is I'm obviously in like 20 leagues, but one of them in like the Edinburgh-Liverpool supporters league. So I just like dropped like a stone because obviously everyone else in that league had Salah at captain. Yeah. Um, and then I jumped, bounced back, obviously, when... And Fernandez, um, yeah, marginally outscored Salah and had him at cap. So, yeah, I mean, no one in my team particularly surprising. I guess Robertson ten points. That was that was nice. He'd been threatening to do that for a while. Even within that, you know, they had that twenty-minute period Palace where they could easily have have scored. Grealish popping up with ten. Bamford was again a little bit unlucky not to score. He he should have. Done, I thought he should have done a bit better that first chance, but. Yeah. On the replay, I saw that it was, it was really wet and um, I think it got stuck in the ground or it just slid a bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah it wasn't the best finish either way, but he, may, he maybe could have even gone sort of a bit higher near post there. Um, and yeah, the, the only other one was um, I've got John, John Stones on the bench coming on for eight points and I've got Lamptey. I st- so I started Lamptey. Right. Um, I brought in John Stones for the midweek game for a hit yeah. because I was worried that Lamptey wouldn't start. Um, yeah. Started Stones. Stones got rested. Lamptey came in for six points. So that was like fine. If I hadn't brought Stones in, I basically just lost four points. But it actually worked out well this week because, and I sort of thought, even if Lamptey plays that game, if it's a hamstring problem, and given what we know about it, it's going to be like, um, you know, he's not going to play every game clearly. So I ended up starting Lamptey in this game because I just thought there's more chance of them keeping clean sheet. In, in their game. I, I fancied Southampton to score against City. Um, so I started yeah, Lamptey and then he, he never, he was completely off the, uh, um, not in the squad, which was just amazing because I had eight points off Stones off the bench. That that hit last week has ended up sort of paying off because I needed the squad depth because beyond that, I've got Kilman and Bruce to like, fair enough, Kilman actually started, but yeah. it, was, it was lost early this evening. So that that's all actually been quite good because earlier in the week I was just a bit like mm, this is the sort of thing where I've just been so like patient and calculated all season and then I've just like sort of spazzed out for a little bit and gone a bit, yeah. bit um, wrist loving. But that's that's worked out okay. I guess the the weird thing is and I I can't actually square this. It's like internally inconsistent because if Stones was Diaz, I'm pretty sure I would have started Diaz over Lamptey. Yeah, but there's no rationale for that because Stones. 
I think, is as good as Diaz if they both start. And in fact, I think generally Stones has done better on like baseline bonus and that sort of thing. So really, assuming that he's going to play, then he's basically the same as Diaz, but but cheaper. So in my head, I'm thinking, well, if Diaz, you obviously start, you obviously start Diaz. Diaz is a great pick anyway. Um, over Lamptey. So yeah, I made I don't I can't even work out if I fucked that up or not because I still really thought Southampton would score. Um, and then yeah, um, well yeah, Brighton ended up conceding, didn't they as well? So um, yeah, it was a funny one, I suppose. Yeah, so there's a few things to unpick from that. I guess the first thing yeah, Salah goes and comes off the bench, scores a bunch of points. Everyone who knew he was going to get dropped, and I, I like you say, I wasn't going to captain him anyway. I, I always had. And I'd said it, I said it on the last pod, I said it on Twitter, I said I thought the Leeds Man United game would be a goal fest and I really like Bruno. I wasn't too sure, even if Salah had started. I mean, he's still on my team, I love him, he's, he's going to be the highest point scorer for the season, I think. Um, he's a fantastic pick. And they've gone and battered them 7-0. I still thought, generally speaking, Palace isn't a great fixture away from home. They're, they're a pretty turgid team, they play 4-4-2, it's not going to be a huge haul. Obviously, it didn't turn out that way. Um, but brilliant for... Salah owners every which way because if you didn't captain him and you were you know kind of on top of it you get all the Bruno points assuming you did that unlike uh, unless you're sorry uh, FPL Fraz uh, he went for Rashford because he's a loves a differential um, and then you get the best of both worlds you get everything you get arrested Salah comes off the bench bags a couple we've got him for the rest you know for the next the next burst that's absolutely fantastic Bruno's gone a bit yeah um, I suppose the interesting thing we'll talk about it now is what but what didn't get mentioned there, because neither of us really have anyone, is what what do we think about sort of the two big hitting teams that we probably want players from? It, it seems like, and you've touched on it, Stones and Diaz look like really good picks for Man City. They look like they're setting up more defensive. KDB obviously got his assist, but they don't look like battering anyone. The other thing I thought was they've not conceded a lot of goals recently, and maybe this is Pep sort of just playing a bit of a straight bat with the team he's got, where he thinks if we just play kind of normal, not overly aggressive, not overly pressing football will beat teams. So Southampton are a good team, so it's not a bad result. But then the same thing sort of ended up happening with the Spurs assets, which we jumped off, which was uh, we know they don't have a huge ceiling apart from a couple of results earlier in the season. We, we were always under the impression that these fixtures are going to get hit hard and we wanted off Kane and Son. And this was obviously a big week for guys like us who don't own them. If you've got Kane and Son or you've got, see a duo of City attackers, although not many do. Are we thinking about jumping off? I suppose KDB is the biggest one for us two. We, I've got a wee question mark sitting beside him on my kind of rotational piece of paperwork that I scribbled down on. Are we actually thinking about dumping him or do we, do we just keep him because what's the alternative? Yeah, so lots of unpicked there. Firstly, as far as the captaincy goes, like, yeah, Bruno seemed like the standout captain that week. I was really surprised at people that had Kane captain, including Matt Tyrrell, um, you know, it was like, yeah, he's got a good record against Leicester, but compared to the fixtures that Fernandez and, and Salah had, it, it just seemed it just seemed mad. Um, so that's one bit. The second bit, yeah, as we've said before, Man City definitely are more defensive. Um, one reason for that, I think, is you know, it's just not quite clicking up front. I don't think they've got quite, you know, they don't have the David Silvers, the Sanes. It's you know, Fernandez and that have come in and done all right, but they're not. They're not Aguero and these sort of players. So, yeah, it's not quite happening. Obviously, you've got people like Maris that are pretty consistent. The other thing, um, and Walsh on FML, FPL pod made this point last week, was that Pep, I think, is trying to make sure that his team can be solid defensively because I think he realises he's not going to um, 
do well in the Champions League just going gun ho so he's trying to like work out that sort of double pivot solid yeah. you know possession based team with and that's how they play in the Champions League they play with De Bruyne in that sort of free role and generally he he bosses it in those sort of one off one off games so i think that's what he's going for like when he gets to sort of quarter final semi finals of the Champions League that's how he wants to set up now i think it's a combination of those two factors as to why they're persisting with it which yeah, leads on to the fact that KDB, um, I love him, but it's just getting to that point where when you look at the fixtures, I really feel coming up, I need a Spurs asset because I don't have any, um, particularly for not obviously necessarily walls away, even though they lost this evening. But um, the, the two after that, you know, you know, Spurs potential captain yeah. shout for the one after that, I think it's Fulham. And then they've got... Um, yeah, Fulham at home and then Leeds at home. So they should be should be goals in that game. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, De Bruyne has, I think, Everton and Chelsea, which, you know, he's, he's pretty much fixed to proof. Man City aren't going to play, especially more attacking against worse teams. They're going to play the same way. So I don't think the fixture really matters so much for KDB. And then it more comes down for me for the, for the additional two million that's saved because that coming into the sort of... Um, blanks and um, doubles means that you know I can change my squad about and have a, have a few more options so yeah absolutely nothing wrong with KDB and at the moment we'll get on to transfers later but at the moment I'm in two minds as to whether I try and hold him and fade all Tottenham assets which seems a bit ropey just so that I've got more transfers to play with um, particularly after game week 19 because then City have a, a really good run of like four four or so fixtures around and after that, or if I jump off um, KDB for Son for maybe like three weeks and then with a view to bringing KDB back in, either for Son or, or Fernandez down the line. Yeah. So yeah, my team is such that I'm going to be moving more money into defence, I think. So I'm not going to have that sort of midfield that a lot of people have, like the Fernandez, Son, KDB, Salah midfield. I'm, I have to choose three of those. And Salah is going absolutely nowhere. As we've said, he's, he's on course to get more than... 303 points I think he had before and it's getting to the point where you know permacap is yeah. is an option and it's getting to that point yeah where I'm looking at it and thinking well if I don't captain Son against Fulham I can captain Salah away to Newcastle and it's just not it's not clear to me that that's Salah's not actually just straight up better there Given, yeah, I suppose given that's, how he's playing. That, that's a really interesting point. So one of the things I've really been trying to work, wrap my brain around, I can't work out what the answer is, is so news coming out that um, some more, I think it's the Carabao Cup final has now been scheduled. So it's, the, the general consensus seems to be, with some of this confirmed and some of this sort of implied that it's going to happen, is that um, so game week 18, we know that a bunch of teams are not going to have a fixture. Uh, game week 19, there's going to be a bunch of teams with a double game week. Um, there's going to be another double game week in game week 26, and there's going to be a smaller blank game week in game week 29. And the reason I bring them all up is I think it sort of goes hand in hand that you sort of have to decide what you're going to do strategy-wise. Not, not necessarily right now, but you sort of have to have a half a mind in it because – and one strategy I saw on Twitter which made, sort of made sense, but this is – and this is the question I'm going to pose that I really don't know the answer to is – you raised a few things there. The money you could save, say, with KDB down to Son, means that if the idea was to free hit in game week 18, because there's only two or three teams with kind of pretty nice fixtures in there, and you could have a 
pretty decent stack game week, especially Man City. You could bench boost in game week 19, assuming that you use, say, the money, say we go KDB down to Son, we like those fixtures. We can then shuffle around some of that money to get in some of the cheaper assets from some other teams so that we've got all of our players either double game weekend or keeping the ones that we've got that have got one really good fixture. And the, the benefit of doing that is, is that you can use your second, game, second wild card in about game week 24, so maybe four or five game weeks later. Now, you, you can obviously do transfers in between then to probably use the triple captain in game week 26. And then keeping in mind that you use that um, wild card around game week 24 so that you get a couple of players that you quite like for the blind game week so you're not absolutely devastated. Now, the problem was I was looking at my team and, you know, our teams are reasonably similar. Well, wait, sorry, Paddy, when you say that, are you saying yeah. that you're playing bench boost in 19? Well, the, ge yeah, the general idea would be, but then this is where I, I, that sort of falls down, is in my head, I look at the guys that I would be bench boosting versus some of the guys I want to keep. So I would have to get a bit of money from somewhere at the moment because obviously my team's maxed out and I've got bench players I don't really like and bench players that either don't have a double game week or aren't even playing at the moment. So do I want to save, say, £2 million and turn guys like Steele and Lewis and Mitchell and Burke into guys like, um, you know, Johnston, Bednarek and Lukman just for the sake of that and that means that I don't get the chance because you said take out Son you know bring in Son for say KDB and then bring him back I wouldn't have that option I would just have to ride Son for 10 game weeks pretty much and that's really yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't more mean, I wasn't meaning the money to spread over to get bench boost because to me well in my obviously your strategy depends on how many players you have potentially for single game week 18 and double game week 19 at this moment I don't have very many for the single game week, so I'm pretty much obligated to then go yeah. for the um, free hit in 18. Yeah. And then 19, it then becomes, well, I could build towards bench boost or I could triple captain. Now, I've only got seven players, six or seven players, um, that have double fixtures. And I know for a fact I'll have at least three, regardless of what I do, I have at least three single game week players um, in 19, that'll probably be DCL, Sun, and Stones, and yeah. maybe, and I'd, that's, yeah, and, and potentially one one more than that, depending on how I did my transfers, but I don't want to bench boost those those players particularly. Like they, they are really good, they're good single game week players, but I'd rather save my bench boost to be used at a time around the wild card so that I have the opportunity to um, bench boost uh, with potentially more than just 11 or 12 double game week. Cause I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like the w idea of wasting a transfer now to bring in a second goalkeeper. Um, yeah. like, like you say, like Johnson, I'd rather just do that on a wild card, particularly when later in the season we'll have more information and we'll have a bit more money as well. It might not work out because obviously bench boost a lot depends on the cheap assets. And actually for 19, there are quite a lot of good cheap assets. You mentioned Lookman, but also you've got the Burnley and West Ham defenders, which you could easily, mm. there's a lot of four or five options there and there's decent options at goalie. So, you know, it's easy and there's plenty of six million options at striker as well. It's easy to pad out that team. But my limiting factor is more, I make my, whatever it is, four, maybe five transfers before then and I only get to 11 or 12 
um, double game weekers. So I'm not going to bench boost. So that pretty much leaves me with triple captain. So yeah, my strategy is um, free hit 18 because I'm nowhere near a team. And I think generally it's the players that you want. I th- well, the players that I want anyway, because it's more like I'd rather have Liverpool players than Spurs players. Yeah. Um, Man City, I, I, yeah, I want some Man City players, obviously. But it comes down to like I'm, I'm happy to roll with three Liverpool players for the foreseeable, but I'm not that bothered about having more than one Spurs player at this time. I, I want to potentially cover their um, good fixtures, particularly where they could be a captain shout at home at Fulham. And there's another good captain shout. I think it's game week 25. Um, where City play Liverpool. I think I think United are at home to Everton. So, yeah. like, Bruno in that game is okay, but Spurs are home to West Brom. Fair enough, West Brom will be in the transfer market by then and probably be all behind the ball. So, that you know... Yeah, maybe not huge, but, but still a better fit. That, that would be the standout co- captain option there. So, that's, um, that's where I am with that. The one thing I would say is that I just feel like I don't have any choice because of the players on my team. Broadly speaking, though, I think free hit is better to use in a double game week than a single game week. I don't have any issue with playing with, like, nine players in a single game week, but I'm not even anywhere close. Like, if you have Kane and Son, then that's much more viable, but I don't. So, I don't, like, all that double... That single game week, there's almost no good good options. It's pretty much just, like, load your team with three Man City players and three... um, Spurs players and you'll do all right and that's sort of what everyone's um, free hit's going to look like. So the, yeah, so the big thing right. is we've now found out there's going to be another or at least one other big week. Um, so the, the first thing about that is we'll have more information as time goes on. Secondly, what, what for me it definitely rules out is doing anything involving using your second wild card in game week 19 because there was some talk of that. Like you just have to save your second wild card because it's going to be at least one big week and the last thing and I don't think this will happen um, but it's still a possibility with Villa for example is that I'm going to use my triple captain chip more than likely over bench boost in 19 but it's not impossible that Villa could get or someone else potentially United or City could get three fixtures and if yeah. you know Grealish triple captain that sounds good you know it could be marginally better than, than, than Salah triple captain um, in, in 19 when he's got United and Burnley but yeah if it ends up being City triple captain then great but realistically if it's City triple captain there's no way if they have three games really close to each other that anyone in their team is apart three from, games. Maybe, apart from maybe Diaz yeah. is, is getting the games um, so yeah no, that's where I am I don't know your team so I don't know how many how many players you've got for for 18 and 19, but obviously well, independent. So, yeah, so the one of the things I was looking at today was, and spoiler alert if anyone, um, well, not really spoiler alert, because you're going to listen to this after the Chelsea game. So, Chilwell's off injured after 10 minutes. And my transfer I was going to do was going to be Zuma probably out for either Diaz or Stones anyway. So, depending on how bad the injury is to Chilwell, Chilwell probably becomes, I would say probably Diaz, um, the reason I was thinking about going stones was if I go stones, I can build myself in maybe one or two other players for the blind game week. And like you say, at that point I would have, this is where it gets tricky. So in that black game week, and this is where I really don't know what the answer is. And this is, I'm not saying it's season defining, but it's certainly strategy defining is if you free hit, yeah, we're probably picking 
at least a couple of Villa players and one of them is going to be Grealish. We'll probably pick in, just because they've been good, we're probably picking at least the two big boys from Tottenham. We're going Diaz and KDB. Um, if I, at the moment, I've got, for, for the blind game week, I've got Martinez in goal, but that's Tottenham at home. So not an amazingly brilliant fixture, but not a terrible one. I'll have Diaz home at Brighton. Good. Lewis, who was dropped this weekend, so he might blank. And that's my only defenders. KDB, Grealish, Burke, but Burke's been rotated, so he's not a definite starter. And then DCL. Um, and that's it. And I don't really want to get rid of... I don't want to get rid of my Liverpool guys. I don't want to get rid of Bruno. I don't want to get rid of uh, Robertson. I've you know, said that. I don't want to get rid of Bamford. I don't really want to get rid of DCL, even though the fixture's not great, etc., etc. So, yeah, I think... Max, I'm looking at six, so it's 100% a free hit. Assuming that, because there just doesn't really seem to be a sort of a standout. The reason I was going to do bench boost in 19 was just because it's a bit of a straight bat, but then I looked at what I would have to do. And like I say, and I've said it, I'll, I'll say it again, is if I could turn, say, and it, it'd be a horrible combo, but I would have to do something like... Um, my non-playing goalie, Jamal Lewis, Mitchell, Grealish and Burke out, and then bring in like Johnston and West Brom, Bednarek, Kufau, Lukman, and maybe Rafinha. But it just doesn't scream that even though that would give me uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, that would give me 11, 11, 11 doublers and four singles for the for the double game week because I just don't long-term want to get rid of some of the guys that I've got for the single game week. Yeah, yeah, and and, and sit, the City and Spurs both have a good single game week. So, like, for me, it's yeah. like, I'll have either Son or KB in that thing. I'll definitely run them out. I'll probably bench DCL, even though he's also got an, an all-right fixture, I think. Um, but he'll be my, my first sub. The only thing I would say about Stones is that I, I 100% think he's their second best defender. I think he yeah. has come on, and I think the difference between when Ake played and Stones played was massive. Doesn't, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter he's their second best defender. Um, he still will get rotated, and that's why it's a worry relying on him for either. It doesn't matter if you're free hitting. Obviously, you can put him in, but yeah. um, you might not want to waste a City slot because you've generally got plenty of money when, when free, very free hitting. But it's yeah. more of a worry for the the... the the double game week. So if I was to bench boost and, and like had stones still in my team as one of the people that effectively was my bench and then he gets rested, it, that, it's just awful. Like yeah. that's a disaster situation for a bench boost. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so some of the things that came in on Twitter, um, there's a few people and I guess we touched on it there and obviously you're not a hundred percent going down the bench boost for 19 and someone Lots of people are saying sort of very different things. There seems to be a usual kind of template way of doing this, which tends to come from Ben Crelin, to be honest, because he's the one who puts together the um, the mega spreadsheets on Twitter. If you haven't followed him, I suggest you do. It's always very useful, even just for a look. Um, I just asked on Twitter, um, can someone just tell me what to do with Game Weeks 18 and 19 <laughs> so I don't have to do the research, please? And an absolute rake of people have come up with, you know, what, what they are sort of planning on doing. FBO Wilson says, with some good teams playing in game week 18, I'm going to use my free hit to load up on City Spurs and other good returners. Fine, but most of us are saying that because most of us have. If we have good teams, we have lots of people who are blanking because there's lots of good teams and good players and good returners blanking in that game week, so that makes sense. Um, he's then saying, given it's likely a game week 19 with the biggest double game week, we use my bench boost 
um, for that we can save any triple captain for later on. Someone, though, down the line have, have been saying things like, and I quite like this, I think play your normal game with the name of getting the best available points like you would have played in a double game week or not. Then when it's game week 18, check how many players you've got. Um, he's going to free hit because he's got less than six players. And then he's saying if you've got more than six, which most of us probably do, um, save a couple of transfers for in and around then. Um, and maybe even a hit. And I suppose, and this is where it gets kind of interesting, I don't know, the, a slight curveball alternative is you don't want to rip up your team. You quite like your team. You know it's going to be one of the two game weeks. You're probably going to use your bench boost for the other game week. Do, do we triple captain someone? And the only standout there is Salah, because he's got two home fixtures, and he looks in the mood. The annoying thing is that Burnley's obviously a good fixture, but Man United are tricky. But it does sort of feel like a Liverpool, maybe a 1-2-0. I can't imagine them having huge problems with Man United. They've, they've been pretty handy with them in the past. Yeah, I don't see it. I think those two are just great games um, for Salah. Yeah. I'm, I'm more worried that he, he could get benched at Burnley. Um, I think oh, that's no. just, yeah, yeah. just ideal. They're both at home. It's just, yeah, sign me up. He's, he's definitely playing against United. And then, yeah, hopefully he gets so he that, against Burnley as well. I think, so there's a few things oh, there. The sentiment, I think, is good as far as the overarching sentiment and the years of experience have taught me is you don't want to completely bomb your team. Like, it's no. not a given that a double game weaker will outscore a single game weaker and you've got plenty of fixtures aside from that. So don't just think about this one game week. You know, when you compare one player, one amazing player with four fixtures to one, you know, like let's say, yeah. this isn't a good example because Grealish doesn't have good fixtures. Let's say Grealish with four fixtures compared to Rafinha with five, you know, yeah. that's not clear cut. You know, Rafinha no. with two against Grealish with one, that's different. So the overarching sentiment is, yeah, don't bomb your team for the sake of it. And that's sort of what we were touching on before as far as like stocking up with, you know, having to upgrade all of your like reserve goalie and all this sort of stuff. It feels like a bit of a waste of the transfer. Um, but on what we've not really touched about on this is if you already have have your first wild card which fair enough some people do then yeah it seems pretty clear you want to time your bench boost with that because the yeah. wild card and the bench boost go hand in hand and that's ultimately what i'll be doing with my second wild card when the next doubles come around um the other thing about that the the, the point that the guy made um you know saying like just take it easy and just see what happens like yeah that, that's fair enough but we're only three weeks away really so like it's it's yeah. not like generally that advice is fine if it's like eight weeks away and you found out but things are happening really quickly so it's easy to just do it you know plan your transfers pretty much now and maybe you know have one sort of up in the air given that you know a fair amount is probably going to happen between now and january the 15th so i think that's that's the two things it's that sort of tension between you know yeah don't completely bomb your team but also oh, is the better is the idea then probably something along the lines? This is what I think I'm going to do, and I'm not sure if it makes kind of logical sense. Is so for instance, this week I'm going to Chilwell's injured, so that forces my hand in terms of my defensive transfer. It was either going to be Chilwell for Stones or Diaz. I'm probably going to pick Diaz and um, Wilson from Newcastle with the horrendous next three fixtures coming up. And I watched him play Fulham, and fair enough, he gets the penalty, he gets the nine points in the end, but he's got to go. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in Shea Adams um, as my third cheapy striker. I do have a bit of an eye on maybe um, Ollie Watkins, so that was maybe the only other one. Um, 
But yeah, you don't want Watkins. Villas have got terrible fixtures, and like Adams, has, thing. Adams has the double game week. Um, me yeah. personally, like the, the we sort of talked about the triple captain options. There's Salah. I think Antonio could be an option of fit, but realistically, I don't think he'll be fit. And even if he's back in the team, mm. I don't think he'll play back to back games. Given that Hall is doing well, I think Bamford is another. If you want to go really rogue, but I just think Salah's just unbelievable. And then Fernandez, you know, has two away games, so you can't really sort of rule him out. Um, me personally, I'm probably not even going to change my team structure too much. I'm probably still going to run with Brewster because. I'm going to end up having four, maybe five double game week playing defenders and at least four midfielders. So it doesn't actually, I don't, I won't, I won't be benefiting from the third striker slot. I'll end up having to no. cut one of my sort of decent, well, not decent players, like someone like Lookman or, or Kufal that are both doubling. So it doesn't seem worth me sort of changing my team structure to bring in a, a third striker. But yeah, between those two, I definitely... I'd bring in Adams. The Chilwell news is absolutely massive, though, because yeah. I brought in Stones partly a, w- a week ago with the option of then up jumping off Chelsea assets and upgrading Chilwell to Trent. I've got the exact money to do that. Um, and I didn't do it before this game week because the news came out about the double game weeks and I saw that Chelsea had a double. So I was yeah. like, well, it's, it's just too sideways to move Ch- Chilwell to Trent. Um, if it's his ankle, then I guess it's not going to be a long-term injury but I st- for no. the sake of the fixtures I still might might do that to avoid to basically to put off for another week um, having to take out a good player like KDB or, or Grealish yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that's the other question I was going to ask was like, do we then if you're on the fence with any decision go down the route of well do they have it so you said don't let's not get Watkins let's get Adams better fixtures he's got a double game we sort of think of that, like, I've got Chilwell and Zuma. I'm just going to keep Zuma and right him out as my third defender. It's looking like my back three will be Robertson, Diaz, and Zuma. And I'm super happy with that, even with a Man City fixture in game week 17, because Man City are not the Man City of old, and Chelsea actually aren't the Chelsea of even earlier this season. They're a pretty pragmatic team, and when they play that yeah. midfield three of Kovacic, Kante, and Mount, they're pretty combative, and they know what their limits are. Um, I'd happily run out both Diaz and Chilwell in that game, and... Not yeah. be surprised at all if it finished now. Now, um, so what? Like, let's go and talk through your transfer plans at the moment. Then you said you're sort of eyeing up or some stuff. But is that you know? Are you just going to ride then, or are you? Gonna no, no. I've on? actually I because I, I, I was so unwell last week. I ended up rolling my transfer, so I've got two frees now, and the entire time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was looking at a few sort of spicy moves. So I, I've still got Kilman. It's coming over Christmas. I'm I'm happy. Fair enough. He played tonight, but I'm I want to sort of start upgrading my bench. I want to have three Liverpool players. For this run, um, obviously I'm free hitting in 18, so that doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I would already plan to sort of jump on Trent, and now let's say I don't do the chill one move. What I was thinking about before was upgrading Kilman to Trent, so then it's finding like an extra two million to do that because I've got about a million in the bank, and that was either going to be De Bruyne down to Sun, right? Yeah, for the good fixtures. Yeah, except it's not ideal because De Bruyne has Newcastle this week and Sun's away to Wolves, although that could be a push the way that Wolves are playing at the moment. Or the other one would be Grealish out because his fixtures start to turn and bring in someone, yeah, around 5 million. Um, and Rafinha, Rafinha was one I was looking at and also Suchek a little bit because um, Leeds have two really juicy fixtures coming up and it would just work with my team. And now I've said that thing about don't bomb your team. This would mean that in the double game week, <laughs> I, had, I had both Rafinha and Lookman in my team which is totally fine for the double game week, but it's more like after yeah. that, what are you doing? But that would then leave me with a defence of 
Chilwell, assuming that he's fit, Robertson, yeah. Alexander-Arnold, Stones, and then Lamptey, who would change to either a Burnley defender or West Ham. So I've basically got like five really solid defenders, and I'd basically be playing four, four, two at that point with Lookman or um, at least at least in the short term, and then Lookman or uh, whoever I brought in, sort Jay of coming Jay or in something as your backup, um, as the sort of fourth midfielder, but having a rotation between them and still just running with Bamford and Calvert-Lewin up top. Um, yeah, Rafinha feels a little bit punty, but the way the fixtures fall, it it looks quite good. Um, so that's what I was planning to do. Uh, and I, I was basically looking, at, I was looking at it for ages, and just I was I was just scared about dropping KDB, and yeah. I was thinking, well, like, if I keep KDB, bring in Rafinha, then maybe I just hold KDB as I was saying before, and and Son. Um, I just try and fade Son against Fulham. Uh, and I just just fade all the Tottenham. It doesn't feel great. I mean, it feels a bit coverage. I just I'm just going to get buried if Tottenham destroyed Fulham. And I, I could see Fulham sort of putting up a rear guard action. And again, yeah, men behind the so ball was... playing on the counter attack, and and Spurs struggling to break them down. But at the same time, they could get horsed, and they could definitely be a high scoring game with with Leeds as well. Although I'm not so sure because it doesn't fit into Spurs' style necessarily. Um, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know what to admit. So the, for the longest time, I'd said this on previous pods, and I felt like my rank, my overall rank was. I always felt like I was just treading water with doing quite well in some areas, but every time Son and Kane blasted off, I wasn't doing great. And then I got them in, and I was still trucking along because they weren't exploding as well as they had been. And then I dumped them for the good fixtures, and again they just kept plugging along. But I just thought there's going to be a couple of weeks when. The guys that I've backed, you know, um, especially the Bruno move, um, that'll pay off at some point. Um, and that, obviously, that's happened this week. My rank's like more than half. It's, it's an insane game week for that, just because it's such a rank killer the opposite way. If the Spurs guy's blank and your guys explode, it's amazing. Trying to balance all that is really, really tough. I think you're right. I think KDB... Oh, you've kept, you've kept that very quiet all pod, uh, Paddy, as far oh, as... Oh, yeah, of course I have. But in the trouble... How many points, Sean? In fact, are you going to hit 100 now? Um, I guess well, if Zuma cleans, you'll be okay. If Zuma cleans, I'm I'm clearing a hundo. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Ninety-eight, I'm on with. Um, well, it'll be ninety-nine once Zuma gets to sixty minutes, but then that'll go up to um, one hundred and five, assuming that they clean and stay, or if he gets no bit. But anyway, yes. Um, so yeah, I don't. I, I, this is the tricky thing. Is I think, I suppose it's what you said was, and it's the same thing that I've noticed with. We've, we've watched KDB over the last handful of game weeks and he just looks like he's going to absolutely monster a game soon. And I remember back to last year when I think he had a bit of a trickier patch and I thought, I can't remember, I made a bit of a sideways move, but they went away to Arsenal and it was the game when he scored like two goals from outside the box and he just destroyed them all game. And I remember thinking, yeah, that's what happens. You know, the reason we pick guys like him is... When he has good fixtures, and obviously this fixture coming up is huge, he's he's probably going to be my well, he would have been my captain if Salah wasn't playing West Brom at home. I I just yeah, I just think I'm going to have to not have to. I just think I want to because I I think it's going to be too much sort of jiggery pokery to do the Spurs thing. But again, I also know if I'm sitting there next week, I've got one full trans one full time transfer, which I which I will have, um, and sit here away at whatever, and and then we're going to have to watch. Son go to Son take on Fulham at home and I, I I mean I suppose we'll get a bit more of an indication but certainly Fulham have looked very good 
over the last half of weeks. They were really good against Liverpool. They absolutely battered Newcastle for the sort of hour that I watched that game. Like they're a, if, they're a good solid side, you know. If anything, it, if anything, it's the Leeds game I'm I'm more worried about. Like yeah. Leeds can't defend corners, and like even in that game, Spurs played despite the fact they had almost no chances, it still popped up the exact same thing. I think it was Kane, flick on, Son, back post, and like, great save. And I, I yeah. guarantee you Son is going to just have a tap in, at least one tap in at the back post against um, Leeds because that's, every team started targeting them and they don't, they don't seem to be, they just can't defend corners or set pieces whatsoever. No. So until, until they start doing that, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll be really surprised if Son doesn't score. But even then, I'm, I'm not super confident in giving the armband. I'm almost, as I say, at that point where I'd rather captain Salah. Salah uh, Newcastle. Away. The thing about KDB is he's just such, such an amazing footballer that yeah. it's, it's basically the complete opposite of watching someone like Callum Wilson and to a lesser extent Bruno. Like they just pick up the points somehow. Whereas KDB, whenever he gets points, it's just like, well, obviously he got points because he's just like been the best. Not in the show, yeah. Yeah, again. Um, he yeah, should have right. got more. He should have got more points at the weekend. He's twelve million with eleven point eight or whatever. He's, I think, he's worth that price. But at the same time, as I've said all season, Son at about nine. Well, he's nine seven now. Um, is still he's still great value. Um, so here's a question for you, and it was something that I just slightly forgot because I forget this every year, and then I remembered it just now as you said that. I was sort of looking at the fixtures, and I was thinking, well. If we if we roll KDB next week and we're happy with him, Newcastle at home, of course we are. Why wouldn't we be? If we then turn him into say Son, um, and then we watch Son play, um, I don't know if they're both at home. Are Fulham and Leeds both at home, or is yeah. one of them away? Right, both, yeah, at, home. both at home. So we fade KDB for those two fixtures. We bring in Son. If you free hit in the blank game week, which is game week eighteen, which most of us will do, if you save a transfer by going, do you know what, I've liked my team, I've still got two free transfers, I don't care. Is it correct in saying that game week 19 opens, we only have one free transfer, even if we had two before that? Yeah, and you can't use the transfer and then free hit. If you base, if you use the transfer, I'm hoping that will lock in your team for like game week 19. That doesn't work either. Yeah. I saw someone on Twitter, quite a big account, sort of being like, I've got, I've got five transfers to play with, and it turns out they've only got four. They've got four, yeah. yeah. So would the, would the idea be then that we would then knowingly have to blank game week, eight, uh, game week 18, which is the blank game week, be free hit. We would then have to, for game week 19, if we wanted to dump Son and go straight back up to KDB, that would be our only transfer that week. Which, assuming that we've run some transfers and we sort of know what the news is, that's not the end of the world. But that makes this sort of double game week even trickier to sort of navigate. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be doing it for double game week. In, in 19, I'd be bringing in another day, double game weeker. Um, for me personally, obviously it depends on how many double game weekers you've got, but I'd be bringing in, you know, whoever it is, Adams, Kufal, Bowen, um, Burnley Defender, Rashford, if, if that's how you want to live your life. <laughs> um, and they've both got good fixtures. Tottenham and Sheffield, United away. Um, City, Palace at home. I mean, to be honest, I think at some point, KDB is going to get rested despite what um, yeah, Pep says. Pep says, but the, the key thing is both Son and KDB and Kane, they're all going to be in my team in game week 18. So like the fact that I only have one of them now, like having, having Kane, Son and KDB in your team now, I mean, that probably implies that you're going to not free hit in game week 18. Game week 18 assuming yeah. that you were, even if, if you did, it just seems sort of pointless. Like I, it's like a little bit of a safety blanket in that 
even though I've only got one, I know for that fixture I'm going to be be able to max out. Um, but yeah, the fixtures after that for for City, Palace at home, West Brom away, Sheffield United at home, Burnley away, and then Liverpool. So it's like, again, it's a similar thing where you're then going to be, if you've got Son, you're then going to be sort of fading KDB if you can't bring him in quick enough because by comparison, Tottenham have Liverpool at home, Brighton away, Chelsea at home. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a similar set of fixtures, but reversed um, pre-18. Yeah, it's funny because I was sort of looking at my team over the last couple of weeks and I realised that, you know, I've, I've suddenly had the big game week and I've, I've launched up the rankings and happy days. And then I'm thinking, well, I've got my two uh, free transfers. I can really nail these free hit bench boost blank double game week. I can destroy all of it because I've got my team really well set up. And then suddenly I've gone, well, I really want to use my two free transfers. And they were talking there about, yeah, well, pro, if we dump KDB off to Son, we're probably going to have to use that game week uh, 19 transfer to bring Son, to, to, to dump Son out to get KDB back for the really good fixtures. Even if we're only fading them for two, that's fine because obviously we get them back in game week 18 with a free hit. But it suddenly becomes really treacherous because, of course, one of the things I should try and do and I can slightly do it now because my hand's been forced with the Chelwell. If Chelwell's out, I'm going to go Chelwell, Diaz, and then Wilson down to Adams. That gives me just under a million. It means I can do a little bit of upgrading with at least one or two of my benches. But the tricky part is, and I hate doing it, I really loathe doing it. Because like you say, I'm not huge on the bench boost for game week 19. Um, because some of the guys that I would be bringing in just wouldn't, they don't scream massive different different point. Like you saying, like, you know, if I if I ripped up I don't yeah, know. But, well tell me what's your bits. team at the moment? How many players have you got that are currently double game weekend? Uh so I would have assuming that I bring in Diaz for Chilwell and Adams for Bamford, I would have well, or, uh, or just before you do that, you don't want to bring in Adams for Bamford because Bamford's um not also Adams got for Bamford, Adams for Wilson, sorry. Um my so uh I would have Chilwell and Zuma both double game week. Salah, Bruno, Bamford, Adams, Owen oh, Robertson. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven at the moment. But that's having nothing. used your transfer this week. No, yeah. To bring in Adams. Sorry, six then. Okay, six. Yeah, so six. You've got two frees this week, or just one. Two this week, but then if I go. Chilwell, who has a double game week to a single you've, game weaker. You've got six and you've got five transfers because you've got two this week. So you can get 11 double game weakers. So you're based, what that's basically saying is you're going to have four players that are single game weaking. So bench boosting that um, team is no different from bench boosting at any other point during the season. Apart from the fact that, let's say you put all your sing, single game weakers on the bench, those single game weakers might be really good players such as Calvert-Lewin, Son, you know. Personally, I'd rather wait for the wild cards um, and, and set it up so that I had the wild card plus bench boost and had... I, I'm not against having like one or two single game weekers as long as they definitely play, but I definitely want to have more than 11. The other thing I was thinking, and I don't know if it's a fallacy, I'm just thinking this, it's myth in the back of my brain, but I remember thinking I should keep my triple captain every season for 
an absolutely walk-in fixture. So I think last year, maybe not last year, was it two seasons ago? When did, whenever Huddersfield went down and they were just shipping goals and everyone triple captained either Manny or Salah for the home game. And a couple of seasons before that, it was the towards the end of the season, it was like Spurs were fourth and they just needed to win a home a hull or something like that to make or a way to hull, I think it was, just to make sure that they were going to finish fourth. And I think I triple captained um Kane for a hat trick. There's a part of me that thinks that the bench boost for the sake of game week nineteen is ludicrous because of what you say, because of the handful of players that I want to keep who will only have one game week and a bunch of bench guys that like you say, like would you rather have Rafinha playing four game weeks versus a guy versus three if it's Grealish? Not really. And then I could leave it, meaning that I can wild card in game week twenty four, twenty five bench boost for the sort sort of the, the, the more defined game week in game week twenty six which means you ride your team for less time and then maybe triple captain right towards the end of the season. Or if at some point it's one of these weird, like... But what are you going to do? Not, not even do triple captain, even if you don't bench boost? Well, this is the other thing is then, yeah, if, if I don't do it, do I save it for later in the season when it feels like more of an open goal? Or do I do it now because it's like Salah is just humming? I can keep my team, and then that means I've got Man United and Burnley both at home. We're assuming Salah, having had a wee bit of a rest, probably plays the next few games. Yeah, so I looked at the fixtures. I didn't look at the, how the cup games work, but I looked at the fixtures, and, and they're, 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 they're spread out. Like they're yeah. not, it's not like three days in between them. So I'm, I'm expecting for most of the big teams that most of the players will actually get two games. I mean, as things stand, Salah's my triple captain in that game week. Things might change due to more information that we find out you know, injuries and all the rest of it. But but for me, that 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 feels great. I'm not, fair enough, there's a lot of Man U fans that play the game and don't want to triple captain Salah against them, but I've got no issue whatsoever with it. Um, particularly with, as I said, both games being at home. Yeah, no, that's true. And I'll just, I'll read you out the team that I sent to Fraser earlier when I was having a look. And it's just a bit, it's a little bit disgusting. But this is what I would be able to do if I say dumped Grealish, which would be, I'd have Martinez and McCarthy... Um, as my two goalies, I'd have Chilwell double game week, Robertson double game week, Diaz single game week, but Palace, Bednarek and Justin both double game weeks, Salah, Fernandez, Rafinha, Lukman all double game weeks, KDB at home at Crystal Palace, um, Adams double game week, Bamford double game week, Carvalho and away to Villa. That's fine, but then the problem was with if I did that, I'd have to start boosting that team up now. I could fade Grealish because the fixtures aren't great, but then by the time game week 20 starts, I've got sort of four weeks with that team, which is 15 players and lots of value tied up in guys like McCarthy as a backup goalie and I'd have to do goalie rotation. I'd have Lukman as a fourth midfielder or Rafinha as a fourth midfielder. I'd have five playing defenders, etc., etc. Yeah, I think having two double game week goalkeepers is actually pretty important because goalkeepers, you know, basically don't get rested. Like that's the one disaster that I've had, and that's why you've now jumped over me. Is um, Martinez getting twenty five points in the last three game weeks since um, yeah. since I brought in Melier, and then Melier, Melier getting yeah. about seven points in one saving grace. <laughs> have a have a double game week, whereas Villa don't. And you know, fair enough, Villa aren't going to play against ten men hopefully in the next few yeah. games. Um, so, so yeah, and obviously a lot of people have Martinez. Um, but yeah, after obviously the the big thing after nineteen is that yeah, I'm going to have to start bringing in Villa players because they're going to have at least two extra games. But I'm, I've got no issue with um, taking Grealish out. I'll, Grealish will, will 
almost, yeah, Grealish will be out of my team for game week 19, 100%. It's, it's just whether or not he comes out now for Rafinha or comes out after he's played Palace for someone like Bowen or if he comes out in game week 19 for someone like Bowen or Suchek or, or Rafinha. Well, um, just quickly on Grealish before we go to the last couple of questions that we got on Twitter. Now that they've done a wee bit of a reshuffle with, I think it's El Ghazi and someone else and Barkley's maybe going to come back. Do we think they sort of rotate that sort of 4-2-1-3 that they do or the 4-3-3, the conversion of it, where Grealish used to be such a beast just hanging on the left-hand side and no one can get near him because he can skin you both ways and he's really, he's great at passing, he's great at shooting, he's quick, he's strong, he gets filled a lot. Do, we just don't like him in the middle because now suddenly he's going to have to beat two or three men and he's trying to pick passes to unlock people, whereas... Yeah. I mean, his, assist, his assistant did come through the middle, but Barkley's apparently mm. back next game week, so I'd expect to see El Ghazi back on the right, Grealish on the left, and then Traore dropped, and then El Ghazi and um, um, Traore fighting for the, the right... right um, of the front three slot. yeah. So yeah, Grealish looks fine, but yeah, I don't love their fixtures. And um, yeah, he's one that I'm pretty, pretty. Are happy. we also a wee bit off him just because they've had penalties in the last couple of games and he doesn't take them anymore? Or are we a, l- a little bit? I mean, when you were saying about Watkins, I just don't think Watkins is a. Is no, he's not burst, the, does he? Six millions. Like he's he's been he's been screwed over by VAR, but if he's not on pens, then I just think at six million, there's there's better options. Um, yeah. Or at least I'd say that Adams is, is definitely a better option at the moment because he, he showed even with Ings out that he was still um, still getting in there. Yeah, fair point. Um, we've had a couple of questions or just a couple of notes. Um, one person's asked, who's the best uh, budget defenders if we're looking at the double game weeks? And so assuming that we quite like, say, the fixtures of... Well, I don't know, and this is where it gets a wee bit tricky, is we're talking budget defenders... Um, Leicester have two game weeks in the game week and Justin's cheap and plays every week he's 4.9 Southampton have got some cheap defenders in in Bednarak Johnston's maybe the cheapest goalie you can get and maybe yeah, I don't. I, I don't hate Johnston. If you, I, I would definitely have Johnston on a bench boost. I'm not sure about one of the other players because I basically don't know who's going to play. Um, but yeah, they're fine. The standout ones, West Ham. I mean, yeah, I would more than happily have two defenders from West Ham in that game week, or you know, ideally, yeah. I mean, Fabianski and um, Johnston's. If you've got bench boost, if you've got um, your first wild card, still seem would be the standout. Um, picks for that. I think defensively, the the two fixtures West Ham have got a great Burnley at home and West Brom at home. Um, yeah, and actually, I think their best. Um, yeah, so Creswell's five point two, but he's you know yeah. Obona's five. Kufal's four point six. Yeah, Kufal's the one for me because I've I've got Lamptey and Lamptey's I think four point six at the moment. So that's that's a dead easy swap for me and and just a good swap going forward given that. Um, yeah, well we all know Lamptey sort of looks great, but it doesn't deliver necessarily. No, we a bit worried about um, Brighton. They're not great. They just don't seem to be able to fit. Someone said it on the Guardian Weekly, I think. We watch them every week, and every week they think, how did they not win that game? They just never seem to win games, even you know, even when they play that well. But yeah, so yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, budget guys, that's what we're looking at. I don't, I don't think anything else is really jumping out in terms of really obvious home goals here. I think it's going to be interesting. It's an interesting take that you've got that you, you probably think 
we're both probably because we both have Grealish, we both have KDB. We're kind of questioning what we could maybe do with them, and then you're pretty set then on your triple captain for the bench. Bo- uh, sorry, for game week nineteen, free hit eighteen, triple captain nineteen, and then we get past. I think probably I think they said game week twenty six would be the double. So at that point, you'll be able to move some transfers and then look up for your next wild card so that you can definitely bench boost with a kind of happier or a better team than what you have at the moment. Yeah, because when, when's the blank game week? The second blank game week? 29. All oh, right. So And, and the, the double will be in 26. Okay, so it's about the same. Because what I was going to say was that it's been pretty short notice as far as we've basically had three weeks to prepare for this. So usually you might expect to have a bit longer to prepare for your blank game week. And as I said, I'm happy to run out nine players if it comes to it. As it happens, my team structure doesn't allow that, so I'm going to have to use my free hit. But for the next one, if I have yeah. wild card in 25, then it's it's not impossible for me to have like a, yeah, a team set up so that I can make the most out of the um, double game week and with the bench boost and then move out some of those sort of filler value guys to ones that are going to play in the um in the blank can i just say before we sign off this is always my favorite part of the season for two reasons number one i love it when there's rapid game weeks because it catches out casuals right and it's always awesome you can never get too much of a mood if you've had a bad game week because there's another game week right around the corner and the other thing it does is all of these complications mean that as long as you think them through you can make a huge jump on all the casuals again and all these absolute fannies who are sitting there with this, the weirdest teams who are 100 points area that slowly gets eaten away and all those chips that get used early doors suddenly they don't have it and I'm hoping game week 18 is one of the big ones for a bit of a rank boost especially for and oh I can't wait for FPL Twitter will blow up something chronic that week when nothing happens and Man City draw nil-nil with Brighton or something that'll just be oh it'll be a beautiful thing yeah, I suppose that's the one advantage that people haven't wildcarded already have is that they could have a big bench boost potentially. Like if if West Ham do keep a couple of clean sheets and they've got, you know, a couple of their defenders or three of their defenders, then um, yeah, it just yeah, that's going to be pretty much. It's a good point you made actually about Antonio. It really does feel like this is much less of an open goal than sort of previous seasons. I think Bowen's good, but yeah, I just I think defensively those fixtures are potentially more of a. Because like Burnley aren't that attacking, West Brom aren't that attacking. I just think you're almost yeah. guaranteed guaranteed the points there. Um, you know, if Antonio was fit and firing, then yeah, it would be different. Um, or, or at least I'd get him in. I'm not. I wouldn't triple captain necessarily. But but yeah, I think that that's the standout sort of defensive fixtures. And as I say, I'm running. I'll be running the three Liverpool players. Um, having had three Liverpool players almost all season, I, I temporarily have two because I had to take Jota out. I'll be back with Trent and Robbo. And yeah, there's a, there's a possibility that maybe Trent gets rested for Nico Williams um, for these sort of, you know for the Burnley game, for example. But Liverpool have pretty decent fixtures in the run up to that, so I'm happy to just sort of ride them and, and go back to the sort of pre-season strategy of just um, having those two in Salah. All right, yeah, sounds good. All right, well that'll do us now. We're almost at an hour, and I'm fucking exhausted. Happy days. Right, cheers, Ed. Good on you, buddy. We'll end it at that. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, mate. Oh, oh, that was good. We got into it. <laughs>